Hello, my friends. Welcome to Worship for April 26th at Carmen United Church in City Mines. I am Reverend Nick Phillips, pastor of this church, and it is my pleasure to welcome you into worship today. As you can see, I am leading worship from my office today. There's no heat at the church uh, this day, and so hopefully we'll have that fixed for next week and I can get back to recording in our beautiful sanctuary. Now, it's been a week since I last recorded a service, and little did I know what was going to happen over last weekend. When I recorded the service, I had no idea that we were in for a major snowstorm on that Sunday, on the 19th. Nor did I know what we would wake up to in the news in our fair province on that same day, April 19th, a, a day that will go down in the history of not only our province, but of this country, and not in a good way, as we all know. I had no idea that the small, quiet area of our province would suddenly be known as a place of horrific and unimaginable evil. Our hearts and prayers are most certainly with those in Colchester County and beyond whose lives were touched by the, inv- by the events of last weekend. I think many of us know someone who knows someone who has been impacted by the violence. And it is heartbreaking, no question about it. If you are feeling overwhelmed at all by all that's happening, whether it's uh, the pandemic that's ongoing or the unspeakable evil that we were witness to last week, reach out for help. You can call the office or you can call the the Provincial Mental Health Helpline at 1-888-429-8167. There is help available. You are not alone in this. So yes, our hearts and our prayers are with all who are involved with what's going on right now. I would also like to take a moment to thank everyone for their continued their continued generous support of our church. Because of your consistent donations, our bank account seems to be holding firm and we are able to start paying back some of our outstanding bills from the long, long winter. We will continue to do ministry as best we can and as we do so, your ongoing support is greatly appreciated. As always, you can drop off your envelopes, whether to Joyce or to the manse or myself, and we will make sure that they get taken care of properly. You can also donate by e-transfer, and a number of you have started to take advantage of that, so that is great. There's little uh, in-person contact for that. Or you can also donate again through our website. I would add that if you're donating by e-transfer and you're not already within our system, as in we don't know your address, I would encourage you to send your mailing address to that same email address, donate at carmenunited.ca, so that we can be sure to get you your charitable receipt at the end of the year. Again, thank you for your support as we continue to do ministry in this new way, in this new world, together. With all of that, let us now just join our hearts in uh, prayer as we prepare to worship our God this day. Let us pray. Lord, we gather today with broken hearts. We mourn what has happened in our beautiful province. We weep for the lost. We pray for those who have been impacted by the evil which has happened. 
We long to gather together and to hold one another, but we cannot. So we ask you to embrace us and all your children. Wrap us in your love as we continue to worship you this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 1 and 5 through 15. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. The twelve Jesus sent out, these twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest upon it. If not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or that town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that time. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as we gather here in your presence this day, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, what a week. As I mentioned at the start, no one could ever have predicted what we saw in our province in Colchester County this past weekend. Things like this, they just don't happen in Canada, let alone sleepy little communities on the coast of Nova Scotia. It's been a tough, tough week, no question about it. What makes it worse, really, is that we cannot gather together for support and the love we all crave. The pandemic. The pandemic really has been easy to this point for many of us. Many of us are quite comfortable staying at home. But this, this unspeakable violence, evil, this is where we need human contact. We need hugs. We, we need face-to-face -face conversations. But we can't. I cannot imagine what it is like for the families and loved ones of those lost tragically last weekend. How do you get through this in self-isolation? The whole thing is just incredibly heartbreaking. What happened last weekend was pure evil from a deranged and sick man. And now a community, a province, and yes, a country are left to clean up and recover. 
the question becomes, where is God in all of this? Has he forgotten the people of Portapique and the surrounding area? Not at all. God is there now. Just as he has always been. Only now he's, the, he's, he's there in their time of healing. Offering love and care to his people. He's there in the people who are trying to help people. He's there in the people who are trying to clean up. He's there in all of the virtual hugs that are being sent from all over the world. There have been a good number of online vigils over this past week. I managed to catch one that's been, that was uh, put together and organized by Region 15, that is Nova Scotia and Bermuda of the United Church of Canada. The online vigil included our moderator, our general secretary, along with our regional minister and others in a time of worship. They offered prayer, music, words of scripture, and words of hope and reflection. There have been many other uh, vigils or services online put on by other churches, by other denominations and communities. Obviously, we cannot rush in to hold the community and help them recover and heal as, as we would so long and love to do. But I think they know we are thinking of them and praying for them and with them from afar. They feel our love. They, they feel our concern. They know they are not alone as the country mourns along with them. They know we send our love and support, and they know we will be with them as soon as humanly possible. I think they know this. When I think about this whole situation, I think a bit about uh, the story of Elijah in the book First Kings in the Old Testament. Elijah was a great prophet. He was close to the Lord and offered trusted counsel to kings and leaders. But there was a new king, Ahab, and he ordered all prophets dead. And so Elijah fled before they came to him. In 1 Kings chapter 9, verses 9-12, through 12, we read this part of the story. The word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Elijah 
in the midst of death and mourning, found solace and comfort in the Lord. And in doing so, the Lord promised to show himself. So Elijah went out to sea. And what he saw was an incredible wind. Wind so strong it shattered mountains and rock. But that wind, it was not the Lord. Nor was the Lord in the earthquake that followed the wind. Nor was he in the fire that followed the earthquake. After all this destruction, when did the Lord make himself known? It says, after the fire came a gentle whisper. And Elijah knew it was the Lord. It was in the whisper that the Lord made himself known to Elijah. And from there, Elijah went out of the cave he was hiding in and had a conversation with God. God gave him detailed instructions on what to do next. And Elijah then went back home with confidence he would now be safe and his life would be spared. The threat was over. So often we like to think that God makes himself known in these big events. And sure, he might use them occasionally. But in reality, God is in the smaller moments far, far more often. Those quieter times. Sometimes when you hear of some big disaster happening like an earthquake or a hurricane, you might hear some church leaders in some corners of the world say God is judging them for their sin. I disagree with these statements. It's been a very, very, very long time God has done something like destroying a city or a nation because of their sin. It's been a very, very, very long time. God, you see, God is not a vengeful God. The God I know, the one I call my Heavenly Father, He is a perfect, loving God. Yes, my sin disappoints my Father. Yes, my sin means I'm not as close to Him as maybe I could be or should be, or even would like to be. But that's not on Him. That's me. It's my choice to step away from God, never his. He's always there waiting on me to respond to his love. God did not cause the madman to take 22 lives this last weekend. But God is now there with those who are mourning in the quiet aftermath of the chaos. Just like God wasn't in the earthquake and the fire, the wind, God was not found in the evil that tore through our province. But he is in the quiet that we now find ourselves in. He's in our windows that we've decorated and lit candles in. He's in our tossing and turning as we try to find a way just to get some sleep. He's in the phone calls. He's in the waves from the end of the driveways. God is in our everyday lives as we try and sort out all the things that are happening in our world. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew, Jesus gave some instructions to his disciples. They've been following Jesus around for a little while. They've heard his teaching. They've seen him heal people. In other words, they've been on a bit of a training course. And now Jesus is telling them 
to go out and do what they have seen, to practice what they have been training to do. He says, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus did not give them these instructions in in some great stadium in front of a huge crowd. He was simply talking to them as part of their journey. Maybe, Maybe they were finishing breakfast, getting ready for the day. We aren't quite sure of the exact timing, but we do know Jesus called his friends to him as sort of a team huddle to set up what was going to happen next. Jesus had spent time walking through villages and towns, teaching and healing people, and through it all, realizing that his work is more than one man can do on his own. If Jesus is going to bring God to as many people as possible, he needs a team to do this work. He even says at the end of the uh, chapter, of uh, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 9, he says in verses 37 and 38, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That is what is said immediately before Jesus sends out his disciples. And that's where the disciples come in. They are the workers being sent out by Jesus that he's not able to see in person. They are the ones to bring healing and love and the presence of God to those who are in need. Chapter 10 even says Jesus gives them authority to do this work. So when they do this work, well, it's not for their own glory. They're not to get paid or to profit from this work. They're simply to give as they have been given. And if they enter a home or village that will not receive this offer, just simply leave. Leave the home or the village and continue on the way to the next. Do not judge, do not rebuke. Just offer God's gift and move on. We are able to do this same work still today. We are able to offer God's love, God's peace, to offer his healing and his teaching to those who are around us. Now sure, because of self-isolation, we can't go house to house. We can't meet together face to face. We cannot hold each other. All these things that we're used to doing. But still, God's work continues. In this changing world, a world which cannot and will not return to any sense of normal within, oh, I would say the next year, Jesus still invites us to offer healing and hope to those who are around us. In a world that is restricting our movement, our interaction with each other, we are still called to serve, but to serve one another in a new way. How that looks depends on the situation, of course. But God's work, it does continue. Work we are still very much part of. May we know the healing presence of our God 
in our own lives in these uncertain days. And may we learn from our Savior how to share, or how, as he says at the end of our gospel reading, freely you have received, freely give. God loves you. Receive his love this day. Amen and amen. I invite you to join me in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we gather our hearts today in this time of prayer. Our hearts are incredibly heavy this week with all that has been going on in our province. As we see the results of what incredible evil can do. And so we use our prayer to pray for our brothers and sisters of Colchester County. Lord, comfort these people in these heavy, heavy days. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy, answer. Lord, we pray for the families of those who lost loved ones in this senseless violence. You know the brokenness and loss they feel. You share in their mourning and their pain. We lift them all up to you for your healing and your comfort. Lord, hear our prayer. And in your mercy, answer. Lord, we pray for the RCMP who investigate this tragic event, retracing step after step of unimaginable violence, even while mourning the loss of a colleague. Lord, give them wisdom and discernment as they put the pieces of this complicated puzzle back together. Lord, hear our prayer. And in your mercy, answer. Lord, we continue to pray for those affected by COVID-19. Today, we pray especially for the Northwood facility in Halifax. Bring healing to those floors that hold many who are sick. Protect the staff. Protect all people who call this place home. Protect all who are serving in what are deemed to be essential services in these days. May you hold the virus at bay from all who are vulnerable. May you bring healing to those whose lives have been touched by this virus. Lord, hear our prayer, and in your mercy, answer. Lord, we pray for those who are unable to feel your presence today, for people who do not, do not know you in their lives, for those who need your comfort, your healing, your life within their own hearts. May your presence be known to all in need of love and peace in these days. Lord, hear our prayer. And in your mercy, answer. Lord, we pray for our family and our friends. We are thankful for a technology that allows us to stay connected. And we, are ask, and we ask your blessing upon all those we love. Lord, hear our prayer. And in your mercy, answer. Lord, we turn all these prayers to you and many more. Prayers for ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our country, and this entire world. We take all these prayers and offer them to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
My friends, thank you for joining me today. May you know the love of our Savior Jesus Christ in your hearts and in your lives. May the God of peace make himself known to you this day and every day. Let us go forth in the name of the Father, our Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.